Hello, you're listening to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, presented by Brandon Elliott. This show will be going over all aspects of real estate investing and is intended to educate, motivate, and prepare you to take action on your first or next real estate investment. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Brandon Elliott. And if you can see the live right now going on or the video recorded, you're going to see that the plain background right now, we just got done moving into one of our investment properties right down the street in Old Town, San Diego, and just loving every transition of it. However, the downside of it, we just started moving in Wednesday and I do not have the office set up yet. So really excited that this is like our first live and diving into it. However, I really want to finish setting up the rest of this stuff. But with that being said, there's a lot of transition and going on. There's a very competitive hot market that a lot of people out there believe the deals are gone, right? Like you guys might've heard that yourself. You might be a real estate investor yourself looking to stay competitive in this almost extremely way too competitive market. The prices are astronomical. It's hard to make a dollar off anything at this point. And these are some of the excuses that other people out there are making, right? But what I want to tell you is that the possibilities are endless. There's so much money out there. There's so much opportunity. And because of COVID, there's been so many people out there that have been staying on the sideline or because of inflation just growing astronomically, you know, all the money in circulation currently, I believe 40% of it was all made just last year. You know, those are some crazy just sad statistics out there that are true and can worry a lot of people. So with that being said, so many people are on the sidelines now waiting for the market to correct, to crash, to be able to pick up all these properties at a discounted rate. The problem with that is that you're leaving a lot on the table and active real estate investors like myself and a lot of my buddies are constantly staying busier than ever. And with that being said, there's a ridiculous amount of people that are submitting offers on the same properties if it is not off market. If it's on the market, the MLS, oh yeah, it's going to be extremely competitive. So we just got two offers accepted last week and one of them was on the market. It was actually on the same street that we are looking to purchase several properties and I own one of them. We were doing a little bit of a raking on a Saturday to show Jennifer's younger brother some work ethic. And before you know it, we see that there is a sign for sale being put up. So it was a fresh listing right across the street, two houses down, distressed property. We go over, we found out that the listing agent was there to show somebody else. They didn't show up or they were late. So we jumped in and walked the property. It's a great flip at the end of the day. So it's a single family. It's a two bedroom, one bath. The asking price was $899,000, which in our market is very, very competitive. That's a good number, especially in this street where you can make, you know, the ARV on it would be anywhere from 1.5 to 1.3 million. So it can be some very awesome, amazing numbers. So with that being said, there was a lot of attention on that property just in the few days. So they took it off the market Monday. I submitted my offer Sunday and I got it accepted with 12 other offers with people that have offered more than I did. 
okay? Several hundred thousand more than I did. And also we got a, another property the very next day in contract as well, when there was five other offers and another offer on the table, but it came down to relationships and it came down to negotiation tactics of what I'm going to teach you guys right here, right now, that will be able to move forward with confidence in getting any offer accepted and in the most competitive market. So this stuff is going to be really helpful for a lot of people that are actually struggling right now to be able to get your deals accepted. So let's just dive into it. I'm going to do a bunch of bullet points right here. And what that means is you're definitely going to want to write this down, have a pen, have a piece of paper and be able to write this stuff down because it's going to be gems for you if you're struggling right now to get any type of offer accepted. And I'm going to, just because my personality type is very direct and right straight to the point. So if you're impatient like me, then I'll list you really quick what I do. And then I'm going to break it down afterwards to give more understanding and clarity behind it. But how I get these offers accepted is simply this. I do all cash, no contingencies, close as soon as possible, usually 10 days, but I, I've done as soon as five days. So five to 10 days close and a high earnest money, like $50,000 earnest money deposit going hard right away. So that will stand up against damn near any other offer because it shows the confidence, the boldness, the I'm going to close on this deal one way or the other. And if I don't close in five days, you walk away with 50 grand of mine and there's no contingencies, there's nothing behind it. You can go back to any of the other 10, 12, 20 offers and pocket that 50K and you're out a week to be able to start this process over again, right? So it gives a lot of confidence behind, hey, I'm going to close on this deal. And if you think about it, at the end of the day, putting your shoes in the other individuals, the, the seller's mindset, they want somebody to perform and ideally to perform with as little headache and stress and anything else needed from the seller. So that's what I provide. And you guys can do the same too. So uh, let's just cover it. Some bullet points here to walk away with is the confidence, number one, and the confidence comes with experience. But the experience overall, like if this is your very first deal, that's okay. It's totally okay. But you'll get more experience of like hands-on experience of getting deals over time, but you can still be very 100% confident without doing any type of deals simply by knowing your market and knowing your numbers. And I know that sounds easier said than done, but because like you haven't actually done your first deal yet. However, knowing your market, knowing your numbers of what is the max that you can put into it, what is the renovation cost behind it. And all this stuff is doable by connecting with good contractors, walking properties with other active real estate investors, looking at their numbers and seeing what is going through their mind, you know? So all that stuff can be extremely, extremely helpful. And just knowing your market, knowing your location, knowing which streets are better than others. Both of these properties that we just got accepted last week are prime, like some of the best in San Diego. Old Town, it's not just Old Town. It's on this perfect street that has just amazing quality, has amazing views, and it's quiet. It's, it's going to be a great flip. We can make about a hundred to two hundred thousand on it. On top of that, the other property has even better views. Some bay with a mixture of ocean views, and it's higher point up. 
It's just really sexy. It's an ideal neighborhood that everybody wants to live on. So really excited for that one too. And that one, same thing. We could add an addition onto it like other people in the neighborhood have done to get even more views, still be able to make a couple hundred thousand with a basic remodel. So pretty excited with both of those regardless, but knowing your location, knowing your market, knowing your numbers and then relationships. So relationships, you guys have heard it a, a trillion times. Relationships are everything, like truly everything, especially in real estate. It's such a relationship built business. Relationships equal deals. And that's whether it's on the market or off the market. Now I went over on Saturday, like the previous Saturday, I went to the property that I saw the new sign listing the property and I got to meet the agent right there. They're clearing out the house. The owner, she ended up passing away, not at the property, but in the hospital. And it went into a trust that uh, the individual is selling. So, you know, I didn't know that person. I didn't know that agent. However, I built a relationship pretty quickly and I let them know like, Hey, I actually own the property across the street and we're looking to purchase another property down the street as well. And I'm a real estate investor. I do this full time. I have other properties. You know, we actually just got another one locked up the other day. So that brings confidence and it brings a stronger position to the relationship. Now that second property that I was speaking about in Bay Park area, now that one came from a relationship and off-market deal. A good friend of mine that we do business in many different ways, he's a real estate agent as well and a contractor. And he ended up saying, hey, bro, like you got to check out this deal. I think it's going to be right up your neck of the woods. You're going to love it. And, you know, he hooked that up and that was through another agent that he knew actually had the listing, but the, the seller didn't want to put it actually on the market. So, and he wanted a 90 day close. So there's so many different things and variables behind it, but I still had to win my way over within the relationships that can help out in many ways. So just keep that in mind. Building the relationships is so, so crucial. Agents, contractors, hard money, private money, escrow companies, closing department, lawyers, when it comes down to real estate, all of this stuff is so, so crucial. So the best time to start building relationships, if it's not yesterday, it's today. Okay. The next one is have your money lined up in such a competitive market like we are today. You know, in the past, I would have always said, you know, figure out, get the deal because once you have a deal under contract, then you have the power and the money will come. You just need to let people know that you have the deal. And that's so true. However, when it comes down to this competitive, harsh, tough market to be in, you don't have as much time on your hands. There's other people that can perform a hell of a lot quicker like myself. So therefore, you want to be able to have your money lined up from the get-go from the start. Okay. So having your money lined up, I mean, there's dozens of ways behind this, right? You can talk about credit, you know, credit, you see the shirt, right? Credit is an awesome strategy and awesome tool to be able to be able to build up huge credit lines and be able to pull out these credit lines to put it to work. For instance, in our mastermind group, Credit Council Elite, we just had one of our students, Jaden, end up applying. He did a mass apply. So he fixed his credit in less than 10 days afterwards. He's 19 years old, by the way. So for one year, jacked up his credit because they're not teaching this in school, right? Like we've all been there. And then he took my education into our mastermind group, invested in himself. And then with the step-by-step -step structure of doing the mass apply, he prepared himself to apply for 30 plus credit cards all at once. 
We got approved instantly for 31 credit cards, equaling a total of $217,000. He removed all of the hard inquiries right away, and now he has eight additional applications still pending. Okay, the best part behind that is the simple fact that he is above and beyond confident. He texted me this saying that I'm 95% confident that I'm going to get these additional eight applications approved. They're all, all they're asking for is simple documents and things that I can submit to them. So the education brings the confidence, right? And that's what I'm talking about right here. But he can take this 217, that's a minimum that he has. I know he's going to get more. But the 217000 at age 19, at 0% interest, he can take this and put it into real estate. He can be a hard money lender, a private money lender, a purchasing property with this. He can complete remodels with this. He can partner up with other people. He can start an e-com business. He can start up another business. He's got a clothing line business. He just bought a car with his amazing credit now. And before, another story extended onto this is... Uh, prior to actually coming to me, he wanted to get this Camaro, brand new Camaro. He wanted to get this Camaro. And when his credit was shot, they told him it's going to be 19% interest and $7,000 down. Okay. That's a lot, right? For anybody, but understanding he's a young kid as well, 19 years old with bad credit, right? So he ended up after fixing his credit, went from the low 500s to the low 800s, pretty remarkable. In 10 days, he was able to get that same exact car for $1,000 down now and 3% interest. Okay. So there's power behind that. And now he's going to take that car and put it on Turo and make money from it. I mean, 3% interest, his payments are like nothing. So it's amazing. So taking this credit, leveraging it and putting it to work. So you can utilize by having your money lined up, utilize your credit. You can use, you know, your personal funds, whether that's savings, checking savings account, personal savings account, a bank, a 401k, IRA, you name it. When it comes down to having your relationships locked in with hard money, have amazing hard money, just relationships built up that can close quickly that you are confident in will be able to perform and that will be able to cover, you know, your rehab costs, your a huge majority of your you know, 80, 90% of your actual purchase price. So you only need to come up with a little bit of funds. Uh, raise private money from friends, family, other investors, other people that are interested in actually being able to partner up with you and jump into real estate and capitalize on what's going on in this market or even traditional funding. Now with traditional funding, you got to qualify obviously. And traditional funding nine times out of 10 will take longer. So have your ducks in a row, have all of your financing lined up, give them all the documents well in advance so that you're pre-approved and all they need is a small minimum things. But understand that traditional financing in this type of market is going to be very difficult. And for example, another story behind this is the property right across the street from me here in Old Town. Like I said, originally there were individuals that offered a couple hundred thousand more than me, a few hundred thousand, like a hundred thousand dollars. That's crazy. That's a lot, but I still got my offer accepted. So 12 offers on the table plus mine. And like I said, it was originally being listed for 899,000. I got it. I got my offer accepted at 960,000. Okay. 960,000. We just got it appraised 
very rare, but I'm actually going to do some traditional financing, very quick closing. And I'll tell you about that in a minute, but it appraised at 975,000. Okay. But there's other individuals that were actually offering two different people. One offered like 1.15 and the other one offered 1.2 million. Okay. That is several hundred thousand more. However, they had contingencies and they also had financing that was going to take 30, 40, 60 days. Okay. And it can fall out of escrow. There can be issues. There can be, you know, non-performing. There could be any God-given reason that these deals would fall through. So therefore they didn't want to wait. They didn't want to have to go through the headache and so forth. So instead they simply took my offer. And there's other reasons behind that, but that's a couple hundred thousand they left on the table. So me, myself right now, now that I have this deal under contract and we're about to close on it next week, like literally I can take this deal and I can do nothing to it and put it back on the market and sell it to one of these other individuals. I can wait one month and there's a huge chance that they will be able to perform. And, you know, I can make a couple hundred thousand by doing not a damn thing. So there's power behind that. And you guys can utilize that and take the same advantage of these opportunities out there. So understand that stuff and know that the confidence comes with all of that. But having your money and the relationships built together is, is very crucial. So the next part of this is waiving all and having literally no contingencies. So let me caution you first and foremost that only do this if you are experienced. If you're an experienced investor or partnering up with somebody that is an experienced investor, I wouldn't recommend this to the newbie, to, to somebody just starting out. You want to have some clauses to be able to get yourself out of a bad deal if you messed up on your numbers, if you're not as confident in the location and you don't totally realize all this stuff, okay? Otherwise, understand that whatever you put down for your earnest money deposit, if you can't perform, then you will, like there's a huge opportunity loss right there of, of losing that earnest money deposit and, you know, potentially your reputation as well of not being able to perform. It's a big world out there, but as big as it is, it's also small. So within the real estate community, there's so many real estate people, but after you not perform, like, you know, not keep your word, like uh, you painted the picture to be with other investors or other agents, uh, the word can get around, right? So just be mindful of that. But to stay competitive and, and get any single offer that you're putting down accepted in this hot competitive market, that's exactly what you need to do. And what you want to do is simply waive all contingencies and have none, right? Your next is going to be the earnest money deposit. So EMD. The EMD is your skin in the game. There's got to be a dollar amount that, that is put down to secure and lock in with escrow to start the process of a open binding contract agreement for the sale of property, right? And each location, each state is different. We've done this several times with just putting a dollar down and that's very little skin in the game, but it opens up escrow, right? It opens up the contract, making it binding. And I'll tell you how one of these deals, I put a dollar down originally, cost me $2 million at the very end of this. It's, it's going to be mind-blowing to you guys. And I pray it doesn't happen to you guys in the future. But, but with that being said, the earnest money deposit in this hot competitive market, you want to put as high as possible, okay? That shows confidence in your performance, you know? 
and let it go hard right away. What going hard means is basically it means that you're waiving all contingencies. You're allowing it to be liquid right away, meaning you don't need to wait a several days or, or any three-day period or anything like that for a backout clause, okay? It's going hard right away, meaning that it is on the table and it's, it's up for grabs going towards purchasing that property. And if there's no contingencies attached to this contract, then that individual, the seller, is going to get that earnest money deposit, whether you close and they get the whole amount and you get the property or not. They're going to get that earnest money deposit. Okay, so just be mindful of that. And then next is going to be close quickly. I know this sounds like a given and it might be the most scariest part for many people. I know when I started doing this originally, I was losing sleep over this because you have to raise several hundred thousand or several million, depends on your location, very quickly. And man, it can be scary. And that's why I highly recommend like improving your credit, boosting up your credit, having a ton of credit available walks with it helps you walk with confidence because you have credit as a backup plan to always be able to um, close on the deal regardless and not lose your earnest money deposit. But also have private money, hard money, have you know personal funds lined up. All these things will bring the confidence of, hey, I'm not going to lose this money whatsoever. I'm going to close and it helps to be able to move fast. So the faster, the better at the end of the day, you know, and, and that's, it's for the seller at the end of the day. Like you want to think to yourself, what would the seller want? Well, the seller wants you to perform with less headache on them. Okay. They don't want any excuses. They don't want any BS. They don't want any jumping through ropes on their end. They want to, you know, sign the agreement with you. And then five, 10 days later, whatever you guys agree to, you close on the deal. They get, they get money from escrow, the closing department, and you're good to go they hand you keys and that's it. They want less headache. They don't want jumping through ropes with all this extra BS. Okay. So the faster you can close, the better your offer will get accepted. And understand that if, if it doesn't close within that time frame, then they get that earnest money deposit. And then they can go right back to any of these other people that were interested in purchasing the property and start over, but it's less time wasted. So it shows more confidence of actually closing on this deal. So what you want to have is a great escrow and closing company to be with you. And obviously a hard money team lined up who can perform. Both of these companies are so, so crucial. An escrow company that can close and perform quickly, no BS, and very experienced, as well as a hard money company that needs you know, no more than two, three days to actually be able to perform and close. And doing that just takes relationships. It takes time to, to connect and find those right individuals. And also, you know, selling yourself to them to let them know that you're serious and that you're a go-getter and you're going to make it happen one way or the other. Keep in mind while negotiating as well, that prices versus terms, it, it's very crucial. A lot of people underestimate this part and it's, it's literally everything. And, and why is the seller actually selling? You know, like ask yourself this and ask them this a dozens of times. Why are they selling? Why are they selling? Why are they selling? And there's always a problem, right? So figure out what the problem is and solve it. Solve it for them. If they need more time, like the one property in Bay Park, 
the seller is selling because he's an old man. He's in a retirement home now. He's tired of it. He had tenants that kind of trashed it and, and left it that way. Some young guys uh, years ago. And then he had some issues with the city and it was basically abandoned. So they boarded it up, served him a bunch of papers and everything. He got all that legal issues taken care of, paid off whatever fines and everything. And now he's just like, enough is enough. I need to sell this thing. And he needs 90 days. He wants 90 days to be able to get rid of all the junk in there, go through whatever he wants and then leave the rest for us to clean out. And that's another thing, right? So in the agreement of negotiating back and forth, basically he's going to cherry pick whatever he wants in there, some nice paintings that are worth money and, and a couple other things. And then after that, he's going to leave all the other junk. Okay. So that's my responsibility to remove it, which will cost me thousands of dollars. Okay. He also negotiated to have me close to pay his closing costs like a portion of 25% of closing costs with escrow, which comes out to, it's like 2000 bucks or something that I'll pay, but I can take advantage of his senior citizen discount that will save me some money as well. So there's a bunch of moving pieces, but price versus terms, right? You know, figure out what their wants and needs are and their problems and then solve it. And if it's not always about price, you would think it is, but people aren't always, you know, there was other people that offered more on this property. It's the property. I don't know if I mentioned it, but it's, I picked it up for 1,060,500, I believe, or something like that. So that's what we got it in contract for. And then those other things that I mentioned, but it's a 90 day escrow. So $10,000 down and I could have put down more, but it wasn't needed to be able to win this guy over. The other one though, I had to put down 50,000 you know, earn his money to stay competitive because there was another offer similar to mine that only had 20,000. And I was like, you know, I'll put 50,000 down for earnest money or I'll put a hundred thousand down. I don't care. Like I got it right now. I'm going to close in 10 days anyway. What you want it now or you want it in 10 days? It doesn't matter to me. And that's how I present it. And that brings so much confidence, so much conviction that they're like, shit, this guy's going to close, you know, like I want to pick him. And that's something to always keep in mind. It's not always about the price. Sometimes you can negotiate the terms and make it a little bit more convenient, buying yourself more time or a little down, but a bigger price or have them carry back a portion of the mortgage, like your down payment and you're using hard money. All these different things can help out in so many different ways. So, but understand that there's always a problem and you're the one that's coming in to solve it. So be educated, be witty, be creative, be smart and intelligent and solve problems and make it a good day and put a smile on somebody's face in this tough situation that they might be in. The sale or purchase of a property for the average person is like the biggest financial obligation they've ever walked into. Okay. So it can be a little overwhelming for the average person, but you're not average. You're above that. And I'm confident that with these tools that you wrote down right now that it will be able to prepare you to take action and get every single offer that you put down accepted. Okay. And understand that if you get one of these deals accepted and you're like, oh shoot, now what? And I can't find the money or whatever it may be. You can always wholesale it to another person and assign it, you know, make sure that you put on the contract that it's assignable 
and let them know, hey, I want to keep it assignable so I can put it into one of my other entities at the end of uh, escrow with closing just to make it easy on everybody. But then you can assign it to a, a friend, uh, you know, a business partner, somebody else and make a couple of thousand dollars, 10, five, whatever, 2000, whatever. It's better than nothing and losing it and losing your earnest money, right? So just be mindful of that. Okay, so that's the gold nuggets that I have for you guys today. Um, and that's how to get any single offer accepted. I'm gonna do a quick recap for you and then we'll dive in to what you guys really wanna hear about is how I, how I made the $2 million mistake. So it's still heartbreaking right now, all right? Ugh, so sad, but $2 million mistake that I won't make again. And I pray that you don't make in the future. So learn from my mistakes, just like a lot of us, you know, look at mentors and other people and, and people that have already paved the way, learn from their mistakes. So you don't need to experience it as well. And the heartache that goes with that, but let's recap really quick. Things that you want to uh, just be prepared with is basically knowing your market, knowing your numbers, having the relationships built in and having the money lined up, you know, that's credit, personal, hard money, private, traditional financing, have the relationships built up as well with escrow and closing company, lawyers, if you need to in your state, understanding that waiving all contingencies, if you are an experienced investor or partnering up with somebody and you're confident that whatever the problems are in this property, you can fix, you can overcome, and it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg, having no contingencies will make your offer stand out so much stronger. And then also your earnest money deposit as high as you can go in comparison to the other offers. And you can simply ask the agent sometimes. They're not legally supposed to tell you, but you know what? There's so many individuals out there that aren't doing their jobs, right? So um, I encourage you to push the envelope a little bit, push and see, hey, what are the other offers? You know, like, where are we at? Give me a ballpark or something and let them open their mouth and rat, you know, and, and mess up if they choose to. But closing quickly is the next, but the earnest money deposit, having as high as possible, 10, 20, 30, 50,000, $100,000, and it shows the confidence and let it go hard right away. It will show massive, just tremendous confidence in your ability to close, which is exactly what you're trying to portray. The next one is close quickly, you know, five, 10 days. If you can get away with longer, great. But understanding that a short periods of time, will portray the confidence, especially if you're putting a higher earnest money deposit down and always just be solving problems. You know, that's what it comes down to. And that's what's going to get you the success that you're looking for and literally get every single offer that you're putting down approved and accepted in this competitive hot market. So with that being said, let's dive into how the heck I ended up making a $2 billion mistake. Uh, all right. So the $2 million mistake that I made in the springtime on this same street right here, it's actually a neighbor of mine now because we just moved in. But as I bought this investment property, it's a duplex. We're turning it into a fourplex, two houses down. I built relationships up with the neighbor and they were looking to sell at the time because they were, they are building a new property in Arizona. Okay. So we're in Old Town, San Diego. They are building a new property in Old Town and they are looking to sell. At the time, they needed the money, I was told, and they just didn't want to have both properties. They couldn't you know, afford that. So they were either going to rent it out 
to try to make some money from it, or they wanted to sell it. However, they listed it in the past, had a horrible agent, bad experience. They didn't want a bunch. They have like four or five little kids, like under the age of five. And they didn't want to have open houses and a bunch of people in and out of their house. So with that being said, you know, we negotiated and ended up tying up the deal under market price and off market and just a dollar down. Okay. So I put a dollar down. The purchase price was going to be 910,000. The cool part is that we looked into it with our, with the plans and architect and geotech and city and everything else. And we found out that we could actually build four units in the back. And also this single family house out front, we could turn it into three units. Now keep in mind that seven units, seven units, we would turn onto this one parcel, beautiful property, our architect designed. And the cool part was so many things behind it, honestly, even if we couldn't build on there, then just doing a basic remodel to it, we would have made a couple hundred thousand building on it. We would have been able to make $2 million at least minimum on a cash out refinance, hang on to it forever. And also the great part behind it is literally this neighborhood. Um, we were making like $700 a night per unit in the house that I'm living in right now. It's a duplex, but we're in the upstairs and, and the downstairs is still running out roughly about $700 per night. So if we had seven units at $700 a night or even a fraction of that, it's just like mind blowing to see how much cash flow will literally pour in from that in such a tourist trapped location that people love to go to. So that's amazing thinking about it, but also just the creation of generating each square foot would cost us about $200 per square foot to build, but it'd be worth about $700 a square foot. So just instantly $500 per square foot being added to the bucket list, bare minimum, you know, it could have been closer to a thousand per square foot. So it's really, really, really sad. But with that being said, it was a dollar down that I got it into escrow for off market deal. And they needed time to actually be able to move into their new home that was being built. So we scheduled it out three to five months. Um, when that time came around, they were like, hey, we need some extra time. It's still not built. We extended it till the end of August, till September 1st. When that came around, they were like, hey, it's still not done. Most likely we'll need to Halloween. So we marked it for December 1st. And then just a couple of weeks ago, they were like, Hey, um, it's still not done. And, you know, it's starting to stress us out. So, you know, we're thinking after the holidays, can we make that happen? I said, sure. So I made it until January 5th of this new year coming up. And then just a day or so later, they had a incident in their family, I believe, and came into some money. So once they came into this money, now they don't have a pain point. They don't have a reason to sell anymore. And they actually started getting, you know, romantic with this home and wanting it to be their main hub. And also they have, you know, their parents here. So the kids have their grandparents and they don't want to take them away from the grandparents. They want a main home to come to on the weekends or whenever they want to be close to family. So now they're getting sentimental about it and they want to break the contract. Luckily, within the contract, I ended up putting, even though it was just a dollar down for earnest money deposit to make it binding, I put a clause in there that a, a non-performing clause. So if I didn't perform, because having a dollar down, there's really no skin in the game, right? 
anybody is okay with walking away from a dollar, but having a pain point behind it to show them the confidence and boldness, like I'm going to close, or if I don't perform, I'm going to pay you. And then that also holds them to it, vice versa, right? So I put, at first it was $10,000 earnest money deposit. But then as we got it extended a few times, I increased it to 50,000. And the reason behind that is because it brings more pressure behind it. And then also brings in more confidence that, you know, this deal is going to close one way or the other, or it's going to court because somebody's going to pay. And then on top of that, we started moving forward with the permits because permits take a very long time out here in San Diego. It can take six months to a year to two years. So we wanted to jump the gun and start that process because it's on a fault line and it just takes a long time. So we need to make sure that we were hoping to get the permits all approved. And then once it's approved and we're about to close on the deal, we can start building right away, knock it out in a few months, cash out, refinance, have very little holding cost, and be good to go, you know, and just be super excited. However, that wasn't the case because they wanted to cancel now and we already had tens of thousands of dollars into it. Luckily, I increased it from $10,000 earnest money deposit, not earnest money, but uh, the non-performing fee behind it and uh, to 50000 So the new contract that we were planning on going towards to actually close on January 5th of 2022, that actually, I increased it to 100000 However, they never signed it because they decided that, hey, we want to actually cancel this now. So heartbreaking on our side because we are literally walking away from something that would have made seven units about $700 per night and be all brand new, gorgeous, amazing location, amazing neighborhood, just top of the arts with everything. The designs and energy from the whole team that has built it all out, permit runner, geotech for our dirt guy, like the, uh, the plans, architect, everything the drawings. It was all just above and beyond amazing. So really heartbroken from that. And also not being able to see this come to fruition sucks, especially being able to make, you know, $2 million on the bare minimum of additional income. It's heartbreaking, but keep in mind that we are walking away with a check for 50,000 minus some of the, the permit fees that go into it. Obviously it's not all profit, but there is some money behind it. That is profit. And and here's a copy of it just to show, you know, it's cancellation of that property and 50K. So, you know, it is possible to be able to get these, but it's not what you want when at the end of the day, it's like you want to see the project come to fruition. You want to see the passive income that comes from it, that mailbox money and that generational wealth, that net worth go up and having cash out all that money would have been amazing. But regardless, it's a good learning lesson for me not to jump in, you know, a deal is not finalized, it's not finished until money's in the bank and possibly closing on it sooner instead of keep on postponing it. I should have put pressure, should have increased possible costs behind it. Many things that I could have done differently, possibly not even start doing the permits until we fully close. But at the end of the day, I'm lucky that I didn't need to take it to court and they did pay out. We're getting all the costs covered time and energy involved getting paid out for handsomely, which is nice. And on to the next one. It's good learning curves. Every single deal to the day I die, there will be a learning curve in it. I just pray that it's not astronomical and it's something that we can bounce back from. And I hope this is valuable to you. 
that you can really take it to heart and be able to increase your capital, your knowledge from this and be able to crush it in real estate. So this whole podcast, it's all geared towards educating you, motivating you and preparing you to take action in real estate investing. I hope we did that today. I hope that you find this extremely valuable. And if you want to connect with me, you can always do so at Instagram. It's Brandon Elliott Investments. Otherwise, it's facebook.com forward slash Brandon Elliott Investor. If you need any credit repair done for you services, you can check out creditrepairmobile.com. Otherwise, if you're looking to get educated in credit, understanding how the banks and lenders are judging you, how to be able to fix your own credit very quickly, I'm talking hours within 10 business days, or even after you fixing it, getting it to the 800 score, FICO score, 800 club, being able to do a mass apply like Jaden, getting 30 plus credit cards all at once, removing all those hard inquiries, getting several six figures in funding, even up to seven figures in funding. Yes, that's a million dollars plus in funding. And then being able to take all that capital, being able to put it to work and leveraging it, purchasing properties, doing remodels with it, starting up e-com businesses, being a hard money lender, private money lender, just putting it to work, just like the banks have been doing to us for the longest time. They pay us nothing, barely anything. They put our money to work, make 35 times X, you know, by lending it back to us, you know, so doing that exact same strategy, just flipping the script. If you're looking to get educated on that stuff, you can check out our mastermind group, Credit Council Elite. Dot com. Otherwise, we have a webinar coming up on the 23rd, November 23rd, that I would love for you guys to be a part of. You can always check out creditcounselelite.com to see if you can be a part of that or check out our social media links, our social media pages to be a part of that. And it's going to dive deeper into exactly what the Mastermind Group is about, diving in and giving you so much free education and understanding that it is a mastermind group. Every other week we jump on a uh, mastermind Zoom call. Uh, 65 plus people are in it right now, mostly real estate investors, but all entrepreneurs, amazing people. And literally there's an amazing uh, Facebook group as well, very active. And you get one-on-one access to me, obviously the online course as well, all previous mastermind calls recorded in the vault and so, so much more. So I appreciate you guys all so much for tuning in. If you haven't already subscribed to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, make sure you do so right now and leave a review. Let us know how you guys feel about it. Give us that five star on iTunes and share this out to somebody that needs to see it. Appreciate you guys all so, so much. I will see you next time on our next episode. Until next time, guys. God bless. This has been another episode of Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by Brandon Elliott. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Also, please don't forget to like, share, and leave a comment below. Thanks again for joining. Until next time, God bless.